Welcome to the Keto Lifestyle Podcast, hosted by nutritional coach Jessica Tai, where we are dedicated to promoting health and overall well being through nutrition, specifically the ketogenic diet. We will provide you with all the latest science in nutrition, interviews with experts in the health and wellness field, and answer all your burning questions so you can find optimal health. This podcast is not intended to be used as medical advice and is to be used for informational purposes only. Please contact your doctor with any and all medical questions. Now here's Jessica. Hello and welcome to the Keto Lifestyle Podcast. This is your host, Jessica Tai, and I'm so happy to be back with you guys. Yay! So this is the first episode of 2020. I have uh, took a break for the holidays and uh, just to be with my family and take a little, little sabbatical, if you will. So I'm very excited to be back with you guys again today, and I have so many exciting things planned for the 2020 year ahead of us. This is going to be an awesome year. I hope you guys are having a great start to your new year. So before we get into this great interview I have for you guys today, which you are going to want to listen to, this is going to be a good one. Before we get into that, I have a couple of announcements that I really quickly want to make. I promise I'm not going to spend a lot of time on them, but I think you're going to want to know about them. So uh, number one is... I don't know how many of you remember that last year I did a Keto at the Cabin Keto Retreat here at uh, our cabin in Loveland, Ohio, which is a suburb of Cincinnati, Ohio. And it was hugely successful. Everybody that came loved it. Um, I've had many, many of you reach out and ask if we're doing one again this year. So while I was kind of on the fence about it, I wasn't 100% sure, I think I've decided to go ahead and do it with a little, with a few little changes. So um, we're going to be offering this one in March and we're actually not, it will not be an overnight stay at the cabin this time. It will just be a retreat on Saturday. And I think what we're going to do is we're going to have, I'm working on the, the, uh, the lineup for you guys right now. So I'm not going to name drop yet, uh, but I have some pretty awesome friends in the keto sphere um, that you guys would definitely know, I am sure, Um, much like some of the awesome friends that joined us for last year's keto retreat. We had... um, a really great lineup. We had Jimmy and Christine Moore, um, and we had uh, Robert Sykes and uh, Crystal Love, which is now Crystal Sykes, uh, the Mrs. Uh, Robert Sykes. So um, we had them out. We had, of course, I had a couple of my um, NTP girls here, and I mean, we just had a blast. It was so much fun. Um, it was just so awesome. It really, really was a good time. I have to tell you after that weekend I was like I felt like I needed to go sleep for like four days because it was so packed full of information and activities and oh it was just awesome Um, but for this one I think what we're gonna do is just make it a Saturday uh, retreat so it'll be the whole day on Saturday have breakfast together we will have lunch together and then we will cook a big awesome keto feast in the evening and during that entire time the guests uh, that are present here will be uh, interacting with the 
keto um, professionals and um, health and wellness professionals that will be here. Uh, so I think it's going to be really awesome. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. We wanted it to be very low key and relaxed and not super formal. Uh, there will be talks and information, but there's also going to be a lot of roundtable discussion. I want it to be, um, you know, the feedback I got from the last one was that people really loved the interaction with, you know, kind of these keto superstars that you listen to podcasts and you, you know, read their blogs and you, you know, watch their YouTube videos. And those, those were the moments that people were really enjoying, which is the time to have access to those people and, um, and their brains and just, and it's so cool because you see like really how down to earth these people are and they're just people, right. And they're, um, just so happy to share all this uh, knowledge that they have, um, in this world about kind of the nutrition space or the health and wellness space. And they're so happy to share that information with you guys. So, um, it's a great, it's a great opportunity to really just be able to be there live and in person and in front of these people and really pick their brains. So we're going to spend a lot of time, um, just kind of hanging out and chit chatting and talking about all the different things that you all want to talk about. So that should be really fun. So I will definitely uh, make sure to announce it on here when I have the date finalized, um, just waiting on some uh, feedback from some of those individuals that I was just telling you about that will be here. So once we get that date finalized, I will let you know. I think it will be in the beginning of March, uh, one of the first two weekends probably. So just to give you a little heads up, and then, of course, it'll be on my social media and my website, jessicatai.com. So if you have more, if you want to get more information, you can watch that. Um, you can also send me an email. So just shoot me an email to jessica at jessicatai.com. And just let me know. Just label the email, um, upcoming retreat or 2020 keto retreat. And um, I will make sure to send you the information as soon as it is available. So you can jump right on getting your ticket if you would like to participate. We will be keeping this extremely limited um, because this is in my cabin. Um, you know, there's only so many, there's only so much space and we do want to cook meals together and we want it to be kind of more of an, of an intimate, relaxed you know, setting. We don't want this to be like some big event, which is what went so well with the last one was it was a very intimate, relaxed setting, very limited amount of people um, were there and it just worked so well. So we, we want to do kind of that same idea. So, um, so it will be very limited. So if you are interested and you want to be one of the first to know, shoot me an email so I can make sure that I get that to you right away. Um, okay. And then the other announcement that I want to tell you about is, um, that I am going to be starting a group coaching um, class, but not just class, just group coaching. Like I'm going to be offering that. I'm very excited. I am always on a wait list and it really just breaks my heart every time somebody reaches out and I have to tell them that I would love to coach you. Here's the information. You know, you have to be on the wait list. I'm currently, you know, 45 days or three months or whatever out. Um, and that, I hate that because then people are waiting and then, you know, you don't want to wait. You need help now. You want answers now. You are motivated now. So I want to be able to help people right where they are, right when they need the help. And there's only so much you know, time in a day that I can use. One-on-one -on -one coaching is very intense and it takes a lot of time um, and it just is very time intensive. So um, in order to alleviate that, the best way I could think to do it was to offer the same services, but in a group setting. So how I'm going to do that is it is going to be 
through Zoom. So it will be online. So you do not have to be local to be part of this group. And if you are local, you can get other things that will be available to you at a discounted price if you are one of my clients, just like you are one of my one-on-one clients. If you are one of my group clients, um, you also get those. So I do have a Fit 3D scanner at my office, so you will have access to that. And then um, access to doing a full um, exam, if you would like to do that, um, I'm you know happy to do to do that for you as well. Um, but uh, but in general, what we're going to be focusing on is I will do onboarding with each person that joins the group coaching, um, and that will be basically where we will do. Um, where I will be able to get, you guys will be able to give me information. I will be able to give you information back on, um, you know, kind of looking at like a symptom burden graph and um, other resources that will help you to know what is going on and kind of what systems in your body need the most support, the most help. And that will help me be able to help you better and give more individualized advice um, in that setting. Um, But every week we will have two sessions per week through this Zoom call, and I will um, tackle whatever topics it is that you guys want to talk about. We'll focus on one or two topics every week. And then in addition to that, you guys are going to run the show. So you'll basically just be able to take the floor and ask whatever questions you all want. Um, That way I will be there live interacting with you guys, answering your questions. It's a really great way to learn. I think that type of of setting, it's my favorite anyway. I love teaching classes like that. I love doing retreats and group sessions and all these things because it creates such a sense of community and everybody learns from everyone else. You're not just learning from me. So I think that's really awesome. And I always learn so much from you guys and get so many great tips and different ways people do things. And you're like, oh my gosh, that's that's brilliant. So I love that. So I think this is going to be really awesome and I cannot wait. I'm really looking forward to it. So I hope that you'll join me for that. I'm also going to be able to keep the price really low on this. So, um, you know, if, if, if individual coaching and, and individual health consulting, nutritional consulting, if that has been out of your reach financially and you've just been like, man, I really want to do that. I know I need it, but it's just been too hard. This is a great alternative because I'm telling you, when you hear what the price is going to be, you're going to flip out. It is going to be so inexpensive and, um, it's just going to be awesome. So I'm very, very eager and excited and happy to offer this to you guys. Um, so that's going to be really awesome. So that will help a lot of people there and you're still going to get the accountability of having a professional coach that works with you in addition to the accountability of the people that are part of this class because I promise you guys you will end up making relationships through this class, getting to know other people. We will also have I have a private Facebook group, and if you're part of this um, online group coaching, you of course will be able to join that group. And there's such a um, you know a great community there, <clears throat> and people get to know each other, and you can ask questions, and it's just really awesome. So I'm just very excited. So I um, I'm working on the infrastructure, the kind of the background of how this is all going to work, and so in the next one to two weeks, I should have that up and running, and then I will um, of course let you all know, and then you can sign up 
for the group coaching group classes if you want to do that. And uh, again, you can watch my my um, social media and my website for more information. All right, so that's enough about everything I have going on <laughs> right now that I wanted to share with you guys. Um, I have a great interview now that I would like to share with you all. So Matt Gallant is an entrepreneur, a poker champion, and an ex- rock guitarist, a serial entrepreneur who's now built 13 companies in the last 20 years, a strength and a strength and conditioning coach with a degree in kinesiology. He is also the CEO and co-founder of a company called BioOptimizers, which I get the pleasure of learning a little bit more about at my NTA conference. That's the Nutritional Therapy Association annual conference this past year in Portland. And I was just blown away by some of the information that we got um, during that 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 talk, and um, I have been using their products, and I'm really excited to share this with you guys. So, welcome to the show, Matt. How are you today? Doing great. Super excited yeah. to be here. Love talking about keto and the whole lifestyle. So, yes, and I'm super excited to have you on because I've heard you on a lot of other podcasts, and I'm sure that probably many of my listeners have heard you as well. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just interested in. Just kind of digging, not too deep, but uh, kind of deep here. You've got a lot of knowledge, and I'm super excited to be able to dig into that. But before we get started, um, for those of my listeners that have not heard of you or are not familiar with Bioptimizers, can you just give me a little bit of a history on you and the company and kind of how we, uh, how how you got to where you are here today? Sure. Um, so I really got passionate about health and fitness and as a teenager. I actually started doing keto about 26 years ago. Um, I started with, with a, a cyclical keto variation for muscle building, bodybuilding purposes, and you know did that three years nonstop, and then went on and off of keto. So you know, I would I would do keto anytime I'd want to burn body fat, but now I've been nonstop for the last four and a half years, and I have no intent of of coming off. And you know, over the years, I've really learned to optimize keto because you know in the beginning was. Um, not as sophisticated. We didn't understand the science like we do now. Mm-hmm. I, was, uh, I have my degree in kinesiology. <clears throat> I have a degree in the science of physical activity. So I was a trainer for about 10 years. Um, retired from that and really just focused on building bioptimizers. And bioptimizers were focused on really optimizing human biology at a, at a peak level. When we do that by, you know, as if we look at a triangle, there's the aesthetics, how we look. There's the health component, and there's the performance side. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to we're trying to focus on on all three of those, um, and we do that by developing products that help optimize primarily digest digestion. Mm-hmm. Because you know if you're not digesting properly, if you're not getting absorbing nutrients, assimilating nutrients, then you're really not going to be in a in a peak form. So you know, and, and I'm a transhumanist at heart. Which for those of you that don't know what that means, I'm all about using science and technology to um to prevent the typical curve that we're wired to do as human beings which is you know we we typically peak in our you know late 20s early 30s and then it's just a slow steady decline so (laughs) i'm all about not declining and and keeping the train going as long as possible and just having a great quality of life so Mm -hmm. i think that summarizes uh that's great so i want to go back to um 
one of the things that you were talking about is digestion, which is huge. I talk about that all the time. And one of the big reasons I wanted to have you on here, I just loved listening to so many of your other interviews and you're so right on and it's, you're just very passionate about that. I can tell. So I love that. Um, so I want to just kind of talk a little bit about, um, what it is that you see being kind of the biggest digestive issues that people are facing and, and why this matters when you're trying to do anything, but let alone keto. Yeah. So first of all, there are certain foods that we're all biologically wired based on our genetics to either digest and assimilate very easily or not. Um, so we can start with that point because it's something that a lot, not a lot of people understand. And unfortunately right now, the, there's a lot of genetic tests you can do and I'll, and I'll explain the process of how you can do it, but it's not that straightforward, but the good news is I think in a couple years, it'll be uh, very easy to get this data. But if you look at Caucasians, you know, you primarily let's go, this is a European genetics, mm-hmm. um, we were obviously wired to survive winters. Mm-hmm. You know, there was, and if you look at winter, I mean, I'm, I'm Canadian, so I'm, I, I know what winters are like, not a lot of food options. Mm-hmm. So for us, and there's a lot of genetics that um, we have that, you know, certain mutations that maybe other people don't have, we're really designed to do well on keto. Because again, you know, what, what you, the only option you really had is, is animal meat mm-hmm. and fats. Um, so I think as a general rule, that's a big one to look at versus now I live in Panama and people here, obviously there's an abundance of food all year long, um, tropical fruits, and you could literally survive on the streets if you would want to, by just eating mangoes and bananas mm-hmm. and those type of things. So people here, I think are a little more uh, carb tolerant. If you look at Mediterranean genetics, again, an abundance of food all year long, you know, olives and, you know, so even fasting, a good friend of mine, he has a Mediterranean genetics. And when he fasts, he, he gets a stress response. So his heart rate actually goes up a little bit. His heart rate durability goes down. And for me, I get the opposite response. So I'm, you know, and and there are genetics we can look at for fasting. Mm. So those are things to look at. Um, Even looking at your ancestors. So, you know, one of the most mind-blowing things that we understand now is epigenetics. And there was an experiment done, um, I think it's about two years ago now, where they looked at worms and they found that epigenetics were passed on 18 generations. So what that means is that, you know, what your grandfather, grand-grandfather, grandmother, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, did and ate and adapted to is somehow affecting you today. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing to look at. Um, and you know, epigenetics is interesting because we can turn on and we're constantly turning on and turning off certain parts of our genetics. So if I eat something that's really good for me, typically I'm going to turn on a bunch of good genetics. And if I do something that's really bad for me, then I might turn on a bunch of bad genetics. And you know, all of, it's not just the food that we eat, but how we feel, you know, our sleep, exercise, you know, all of these things are constantly turning on and turning off certain switches, mm-hmm. which is, which is a very empowering perspective because I think a lot of people um, feel they're a victim of their genetics, but now we understand that we can shape our genetics to a certain degree. Right. But, but I think in terms of going back to your question around digestion, 
Um, there's certain foods that, again, you're genetically going to be designed to do well. And just some telltale signs, like anything that you eat that either sits in your stomach <clears throat> and feels heavy, creates bloating, creates gas, you know, whether it's burping or farting, <laughs> or, you know, just doesn't um, digest well, either in the form of diarrhea or constipation. Mm -hmm. Those are all red flags. And ideally, you're kind of keeping a food diary and looking at, okay, well, you know, four hours after I ate this meal, I have these symptoms. Mm -hmm. And you start just optimizing. Now, that's a very unsophisticated way to do it, but it's very effective. Yeah. And as a trainer, um, that's kind of how we used to do it. But now we have some interesting tools. And, and one of them is a Viome. I have a test right on my, on my desk over here. Mm -hmm. So Viome is a gut biome test that you send a stool sample. And it will analyze the bacteria inside your stool and be able to tell you which foods, number one, you can eat a lot of because you have the bacteria that can break down those foods mm -hmm. and then which foods you should avoid because you don't have the gut bacteria to mm -hmm. break down those foods. Now, this is a theory, this is my opinion, but I think what we ate as a kid is a huge determinant of what we can eat later in life because the way bacteria works in our gut is obviously there's colonization that happens, which means that the bacteria proliferates, it grows, mm -hmm. and it builds like these cities, if you will, inside your intestinal mm -hmm. tract. Now, what's interesting is that strains of bacteria start dying 24 to 48 hours after not being fed. Okay. So that's a really interesting new stat that I just learned not that long ago. So for an example, um, let's say you're eating junk food, okay? And you have, um, you, you've cultivated certain bacteria strains that love junk food. Mm -hmm. That's where a lot of the food cravings come from. Yeah, the, that's what I just was thinking as you're saying this. I'm like, okay, I've never heard that before, but that makes total sense. Yeah, well, we know there's a very strong gut to brain right. signaling happening all the time. Right. And a lot of food cravings are coming from your gut biome. Sure. And in, if you wait, I mean, I usually tell people, give it up for about 48 hours and you will start, those cravings will start to wane. You'll start to get through that. Yeah, exactly. That is fascinating. Yeah, because those strains start dying off. And, you know, I, I remember, because I've experienced it many different times where um, I remember I, I started eating like these, these massive super salads. And the opposite is true too, where the foods that you eat will feed certain strains and you will start craving those foods more. Mm. But for me, you know, I've, again, I've done cycles, right? A lot of super salads and I just started craving that. Now I pretty much eat just steak. <laughs> so I, I, I crave steak because, yeah. I've, because I've fed those strains that grow and thrive off of meat protein. That's interesting. Yeah. So that's, first of all, that the, the insight there, and, and I'm glad you, you nailed it. Um, the advice for people that are starting keto or starting any new diet is, you know, there's kind of a, a, a chasm, a bridge that you need to be conscious of, mm -hmm. which probably takes, you know, again, 48 hours to a week. Mm -hmm. And once you're past that, then the food cravings really start changing. Yeah. 
Um, and of course, there's the psychological side of changing habits, which is a different story. But from a pure digestive perspective, I think that uh, what you ate as a kid highly influences what you can digest properly. Mm -hmm. And just to give you some examples, um, so coconut is a big, you know, a very highly touted food on keto. But for me, you know, and I've done the blood work, like if I eat too much coconut oil, my triglycerides get just way out of whack. And, you know, it makes sense. Like I'm from, again, uh, cold right. northern climate. Like there's no coconuts. I didn't grow up on coconuts. Uh, versus, again, in Panama, there's coconuts everywhere. People can eat that, digest that, and have no issues. Uh, versus, you know, certain potatoes. Um, you know, my, my dad was a potato farmer. My grandfather, like, I, I just have no bloating, no gas. I can eat a ridiculous amount of potatoes. Not that I do because I'm keto, but um, I just, I know I have the gut biome to break down those foods. If you look at Japanese, their pancreas is bigger. They, they can just eat almost as much rice as they can possibly uh, put in their stomachs and have no issues. Mm -hmm. So definitely what we eat um, as kids and, and even what our, probably our parents or grandparents and, and so on and so forth ate affects what we can break down. But the bottom line is, again, if you're getting any digestive distress, mm -hmm. then there's food that you're eating that's not optimal. And just cleaning out those foods. And when you start on this journey, um, you know, you might end up and kick out like 50, 60, 70% of the foods you're, you've been eating. Mm -hmm. That's not uncommon. But the, the result is you feel good all the time. Yeah. You have energy all the time and you know, everything just works better. So in terms of modern tools you can use, um, one is genetic tests mm -hmm. and you can do a 23 and me, you download the raw data and then you use platforms like Prometheace, which is mm -hmm. a lot more in depth. So you upload your raw DNA file to mm -hmm. a platform like Prometheace and then you run through it. Ideally, with a nutritionist that understands nutrigenomics, which is the, you know, where nutrition and genetics meet. That, that's the ultimate. Now there's Viome, which again, gives you a, a really good list of foods that you can eat a lot of. And I'll just give you an example. I, I like to eat like one salad a week, more as a nutritional insurance, uh, to, so I can get some phytonutrients and things. And when I got my Viome test, I created a super salad only with only the foods that are in my like superfood list in my biome list. And I can eat like no exaggeration, two to two and a half pounds of salad and my body just incinerates it because I have the gut biome to, to, that literally eats things like arugula, watercress, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Um, so just doing that is very powerful. Doing a food sensitivity test mm -hmm. is another great one. Uh, Cyrex, mm -hmm. probably the best one. And again, eliminating foods that create slight allergic responses mm -hmm. that stress your body out is another great upgrade that you can do. So that, those are kind of, again, all the tools that I recommend and that I use to mm -hmm. really optimize your diet because again keto is a very broad thing yeah so for an example like for me i don't and it's something that i i manually figured out but then the gut biome valid like chicken for me is a no-go you know i don't 
I don't feel that good when I eat it. I don't digest it that well versus red meat. Um, it, it, I feel great and I have no digestive Well, thank problem. goodness. If I had to give up one or the other, <laughs> definitely I would want to keep the red meat on the... On the <clears throat> yeah. Um, other things to be mindful of on keto is, you know, inflammatory foods. Mm-hmm. So... And if you're just getting started on keto, my advice is, okay, just focus on cutting the carbs. But as you're going deeper and deeper and you're staying longer and longer um, and you get used to it psychologically and physiologically, optimizing it to the next level makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I strongly advise people to do is to remove or minimize cow-based dairy products. Mm -hmm. And the reason is it's A1 protein. Mm-hmm. which comes from cows is extremely inflammatory. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I know cause I get a pretty strong inflammatory response. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think everybody does Now Some people get a much stronger response than others. The good news is that you can shift to a two animals like sheep, goat, mm-hmm. you know, bison, cheese products and stuff like that. And you typically won't have that response. Mm-hmm. So again, when people think about dairy products, they think about the lactose. Yeah, I mean, some people are, of course, are lactose intolerant, but the, my bigger concern is always inflammation. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm, I'm, I'm very conscious of, and I can recommend reducing uh, A1 protein. And if people get stuck on a keto weight loss plateau, usually if they cut out the A1 proteins, that will unstuck them like almost almost without fail if, if they've been eating that and right because inflammation can really slow down or stop weight loss from my experience yeah for sure i totally agree i want to back up just a second mm-hmm. um you were when you're talking about the foods that you can eat or can't eat based on the bacteria mm-hmm. or what your body digests better um, based on the bacteria maybe is the better way to put it um can you change that? Have you seen, are there things that you can do that can, like, what if somebody finds out that eggs are no good for them or that it's difficult for them to digest eggs and like, no, I really love eggs and I want to digest this. How would yeah. you, how would you go about that? Yeah, of course. Um, and, and what we do at Bioptimizer is we create, you know, this is called digestive tools. So let's kind of walk through the digestive process. Yeah. And you know, it starts with our mouth. And as we're chewing food, our brain is analyzing what the food is, and it starts preparing enzymes to break down that food. First, if it's carbs, it'll produce amylase in the mouth, and amylase breaks down carbohydrates into glucose. And if it's proteins and fats, then it'll start preparing these enzymes in the stomach, which, you know, the, the key lesson there, and it's something that uh, is worth emphasizing is that chewing your food is very important, not just from a breaking it down perspective, but in actually preparing your stomach for that food. Mm-hmm. If you just kind of, you know, shovel food in, it's not going to digest that well. <clears throat> so then when the food hits your stomach, um, again, there's the enzymes that hit it. And then there's also hydrochloric acid, which is, you know, stomach acid, which does a couple of things. One, it obviously helps break down the food. But it also helps to eliminate parasites. You know, it's kind of one of your first lines of defense against, against parasites. Now, one of the things that's an issue for just about everybody, again, to various degrees, is starting in our 30s, our enzyme production 
and our hydrochloric acid, stomach acid production starts reducing and dropping. Again, we're all wired to, like I said, we peak in our early 20s and then things get less and less effective and efficient as we grow older. Well, so that's just one of the things that happens. Some of us peak at that. I'm, I'm, expe- I am, I'm planning to peak in my, uh, I don't know, 50s. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. And we can peak, we can, we can maintain that peak yes. and even get better if we use these tools. Yeah. And, and one of the tools is to use digestive enzymes. Mm-hmm. So and, and to, to answer your question of how you can eat foods that you might not either have the gut biome or whatever to break mm-hmm. down, this is where enzymes come in. So we produce a product called Masszymes and another one called Capex. Mm-hmm. And they are very potent enzyme products that will break down the fats into fatty acids, mm-hmm. which is what your, your body uses for energy. And then we have a lot in Masszymes in particular, we have a lot of protease, which breaks down the protein into amino acids. Now, if you're talking about either recovery from exercise or even anti-aging, um, being able to, one, utilize amino acids is one of the most important things. That's what repairs your muscles. It repairs your brain. It produces neurotransmitters for your brain, your organs. All of these things require amino acids. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that happens um, as people get older is their ability to break protein down because they don't have the enzymes mm-hmm. um, becomes an issue. And there's a secondary consequence to that, which is either protein accumulation in the gut and even in the cells. So I was reading Longevity Code, which is a good book mm-hmm. um, recently. And they believe, they currently believe that the thing that kills supercentenarians, which is people, you know, 100 mm-hmm. and is actually protein agglomeration in the cells, which mm-hmm. means that the cells just stop working because there's this accumulation of protein mm-hmm. inside the cells. So if you're taking protease uh, in proteolytic enzymes, the enzymes that break down the proteins, um, I, in my opinion, you're definitely preventing that ac- accumulation. And your protein is toxic if it's not broken down. Like an allergic reaction mm-hmm. is an undigested protein that your body sees as a threat mm-hmm. and creates this immune, uh, immune response. So for sure, um, using, again, strong digestive proteins, uh, sorry, protease, is, is a really critical part of optimizing digestion. And you can pretty much eat anything. So we have, for an example, um, another product called Gluten Guardian, mm-hmm. <laughs> which gluten is a protein that is very difficult to break down. The, the, what breaks it down is a special enzyme called DPP4. And if you look at celiacs, they just don't have that protein in their intestinal lining. And that's why it just creates such an inflammatory response. Again, the body's like, whoa, what is this? I can't, I can't break this down. But uh, Gluten Guardian has that enzyme, which breaks that down and the body can take care of it and, mm-hmm. and assimilate it. So, you know, you want to look at these digestive tools. Another tool is um, hydrochloric acid, HCL. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you've got any, you know, heartburn, GERD, Mm-hmm. It's actually because your body's not producing enough stomach acid. And what's happening is there's a gas buildup and it opens up the valve and then the stomach fluids come up and it burns. Mm-hmm. So anytime again, you have any sort of 
acidity, it's because you don't have enough stomach acid. Mm -hmm. So that's where we have a product called Age Shield Breakthrough, which you know solves that problem. Mm -hmm. So then there's probiotics. And probiotics to me are a great digestive aid. Okay. Um, and that's how I primarily use them. So we have a, a, a probiotic called P3OM, mm -hmm. which will break down. Um, it's actually proteolytic. So it actually enhances the protein breakdown effect that I was just talking about. And it's also um, it's been shown in the patent to be antiviral, antiretroviral. And it, it seems to be able to kill bad bacteria incredibly effectively. It's undefeated against food poisoning. Wow. Like we have dozens and dozens of cases, including myself, my wife, my friends, and customers that have had um, very intense food poisoning, like to the point where I was on the floor feeling like I was going to die, like, you know, wow. how bad it can get. And then I just took P3OM and took it again, like 15, 20 minutes later, and within 30 minutes, it was done. Usually food poisoning is a 24 to 48 hour yeah. ordeal. But within 30 minutes, it will beat it again every single time. I have not seen it lose once. Wow. So we know, so we know it can beat bad bacteria because food poisoning, that's all it is. It's just um, bad bacteria that your body is, is, is saying, this is toxic, get this out of me. And it just creates havoc. So it's a great thing to travel with too, because you know, when you have, uh, you know, the either, either the uh, Indian bugs or the Mexican mm -hmm. <laughs> diarrhea or all of these, these things that can happen. Again, it's just foreign bacteria that mm -hmm. your body doesn't recognize and it just kind of creates havoc. So create, you, traveling with P3OM is, is a great tool. So let me ask you about the P3OM. So mm -hmm. people are always talking about the uh, validity of these, of these, you know, different products and are they really living up, you know, are they making it through the hydrochloric acid? Are they, are they shelf stable? Like all of these types of things. So what can you tell us about that product and why that it obviously works? So how, why, what have you guys done that makes this so awesome? So what we've done, um, we take, so L plantarum is a very well-researched strain. Mm -hmm. We took L, we take L plantarum, <laughs> we put it through a very intense acidic environment and we do other things to it mm -hmm. and only a small percentage survive, like only the strongest survive. Right. And then we cultivate what's left and we, th those become, you know, it becomes L plantarum OM. Mm -hmm. So we know because we actually put it through a very acidic environment, we know that what's left survives. It, it, it's proven. It's literally survived the acidic mm -hmm. environment. The second thing we do is we freeze dry. So when you pull out all the water out of um, the environment, the probiotics become dormant. Mm -hmm. So they, and they spring back to life as soon as water hits them, whether it's from the food or, you know, supplements or water that you're drinking. So we know that we freeze dry it. And again, it just stays dormant until you basically ingest it. So I mean, we know it survives the acidic uh, environment and we know that, it comes back to life as soon as you um, rehydrate it. Okay. And here's a, so there's some debate kind of back and forth. So I'm interested in your opinion on this on, do you take, um, do you, would you want to take these when you're eating or do you want to take them 
away from eating because some people will say, well, you, you know, the hydrochloric acid, if you know, when you're eating, it's what you're going to be producing more hydrochloric acid. You're going to have a more acidic environment and that's going to kill these little, these little bacteria, these little gut bugs. What's your take on that? It's a great question. And I'm going to also answer the same question with the enzymes. Okay. So when you, when you take things with food, whether it's the probiotics or the enzymes, Mm -hmm. they will break down that meal. So again, if you're using it as a digestive aid, that's how you do it. Mm-hmm. Now, let's say you want to enhance a thought autophagy or clean your gut or is detox for the lack of a better word, then taking it on an empty stomach is what you want to do. So for an example, if you're fasting, um, if you're doing intermittent fasting or even prolonged fasting, one of the best things to enhance the fasting is proteolytic enzymes. So you can take, you know, five capsules like two, three, four times a day. Mm-hmm. And because there is no food, one, it'll actually clean your intestinal tract. It'll break down some of maybe some old um, plaque and some old proteins. Mm-hmm. And it will go into your bloodstream and start cleaning up again that pro- those undigested proteins that can be just floating around. Mm-hmm. So Again, it depends what your goal is, um, and, and that's how you use it. So a typical, what we do when we fast or recommend clients is, again, probably 20 to 25 capsules of enzymes okay. on, on an empty stomach. And if you're doing like intermittent fasting, you can wake up, take 5, 10 capsules, and again, it'll have more of an, you know, enhance the autophagy. And it's sim- similar with the probiotics. So in, in the perfect world, you're taking you know, the enzymes and the probiotics and then it'll go and more do a house cleaning type of effect. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I've been um, taking your masszymes mm-hmm. for a while and um, they, I have noticed, I mean, I've noticed a lot of things. I've, like many people, I've been working on my digestion for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that I noticed was, so I have always had, not always, but for quite some time. I've had very weak nails and mm. um, ridges in my nails. And since I've been taking the masszymes, the ridges are gone and my nails are stronger and growing awesome. faster. Yep. So um, that is like amazing to me. So mm. I, when I started to, cause I've been taking, um, you know, different enzymes and HCL and you know, I, I've done a lot of things trying to optimize digestion, but um but the, and I've been taking them as I do intermittent fasting and I've been taking them much like you're describing, um, when I'm fasting as well, because I've heard you talk about this. And, uh, so anyway, so kind of explain, walk us through, like, why is that happening? Why, why are these so good? Why am I seeing this externally through my nails? Help our listeners understand how that works. Yeah. It really just comes down to, um, amino acid assimilation because, mm-hmm. because again, that's really the goal. So again, if you typically eat a meal, um, and let's again, let's just assume that somebody's maybe their late 30s or 40s or 50s, 60s, and they're, they're, they don't have as uh, the optimal amount of enzymes. Because you know the theory on enzymes is they're kind of like a bank account, and as we get older, they they just diminish and diminish mm-hmm. uh, based on you know because when you eat cooked food, your body has to you know use some of these enzymes to break it down. But what happens is you're just, you know, even though it's going through your body and, and all that, you're not breaking down all the protein, first of all, into amino acids. Like you're breaking a portion of it down. So to be able to break a lot more of it 
you know, what we like to, to say, it's like almost like taking one gram of protein and turning it into three grams compared to not using the enzymes. Okay. You know, we're not, we're not creating more protein, but we're getting like three times or four times more out of it than we would. There's also another ingredient that's an astrologous based ingredient that transports up to 66% more aminos through the intestinal tract. So not only are we breaking down more protein into amino acids, we're actually bringing them into the bloodstream, which is where you want them. And then your body takes these amino acids and does everything from repairing hair to growing nails faster to skin to muscle mass to again producing neurotransmitters. And I'll give you another example on the brain side. Um, a good friend of mine, he's 78 now. When when he got on these, he was 74. Um, he was on meds for a long time, like antidepressants. He got on masszymes and got off the meds because he just didn't need them. And, uh, you know, again, I'm not saying for anybody listening, get off meds. But in his case, you know, it was an obvious uh, case where his body just wasn't getting enough amino acids to produce the neurotransmitters to make him feel good. Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, your body's very intelligent and it's going to use these amino acids based on kind of a, a hierarchy of needs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in your case, well, I guess it, it went to the nails, but again, it's the amino acids are so critical to life. You know, it's really the, what mm-hmm. started life. And, you know, as we get older, we want a lot of it. Um, yeah. We want to break it down. Again, we want to break the protein down into aminos. Yeah. And I, it was, it was amazing to me. I mean, I loved that, the outward um, show of what they were doing for me, because I know that what I'm seeing in my nails is just the tip of the iceberg, right? I mean, there's so much stuff that's happening that I don't realize is happening, but if it's transferred to my nails, which truthfully, as far as your body's concerned, it's like, you know, my body does not care if I have strong, beautiful nails, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's, there are much more critical things that it's Mm -hmm. going to use those amino acids for. So knowing that it was now getting to my nails, just, I was like, wow, I mean, this is amazing because I know that my body's using it in other areas that I don't even know yet. And that are really, you know, really probably doing much better than they were. And I just didn't realize it. So I, I love that. I have noticed some um, improved digestive symptoms here and there. So, or, or things, maybe not symptoms, isn't the right word, but so that's been great. So I, I really, you know, I'm a hundred percent behind the mass size. <laughs> I'm like, those have been awesome. Um, I want to ask you a little bit more about the gluten guardian, because I know there's so many people out there that are, that are realizing so many more people are realizing that I don't think that pretty much anybody has really what they need to be breaking down gluten properly. So, mm-hmm. um, I think these are, amazing that you have created this and that you can use this. Now, I don't pretty much ever take in gluten, so I have not taken any of these, but I have a son that um, has noticed that anytime he eats something with gluten and he's a teenager and he's noticed on his own that if he eats something with gluten, um, he doesn't feel the best. He starts you know, having some things. So he has started taking the gluten guardian anytime he eats gluten and he swears he's feeling better when he does. Now he doesn't do it very often. He'll like maybe once a week, he'll decide to have a bun on his hamburger, which he normally won't do. But, um, so anyway, kind of talk to me about how does that work and, and why should people expect that this would be something they could do? Yeah. So first let's just talk about the fact that like virtually every single kitchen in the world is contaminated. 
Mm. And, you know, gluten is kind of a, a digital thing. It's like zero or one. Like for a celiac, even a, a, a micro amount of yes. gluten can create some serious issues. Mm -hmm. uh, my wife is a celiac, so I'm, I'm, I live with it. Mm -hmm. And the issue is if you go to a restaurant, like even if you order a gluten-free dish, mm -hmm. because there's gluten like literally everywhere, including kind of in the air, whether they're using breads and, you know, whatever. It's very difficult, if not impossible, unless the entire restaurant is gluten-free, which probably some, some of them out there. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, you're going to get some level of contamination. So if you're going to restaurants, I think Gluten Guardian is a great tool. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I carb load one day a week. Um, we can get into that uh, later if you want. But so I, I will eat gluten. And for me, Gluten Guardian is, is – um, kind of a lifesaver on those days you know so i will eat like in hamburgers and stuff like that and i will i just won't have any digestive issues because again i can break down the gluten but i'm not a celiac so again if you're celiac it's a more serious consideration but yeah it's a great tool so again when you're traveling or going to restaurants um the three things you want for different reasons is one hydrochloric acid hcl breakthrough for the parasites because mm -hmm. again when you're traveling you know, especially even the eating like sushi, like, you know, you just always potential parasites. So, but if you take enough HCL, you don't need to worry too, as much. Uh, gluten Guardian for the gluten in the restaurants or, you know, if you're eating gluten, that's a great tool. And three, uh, the P3OM to, to fight the bad bacteria. So those are kind of your travel. That's kind of your travel kit or your restaurant kit, if you will. Um, obviously, if you're eating at home and you got total control over your kitchen and you, you don't have gluten, in your environment, then you probably don't need gluten guardian, but you know, I, I do like a good uh, burger. So mm -hmm. I will, or, and I do like pastries. So right. and I, I see them one day a week, but for me, uh, the gluten guardian is a, is a great tool. Yeah. Okay. That's good. That's good to know. So yeah, since you brought it up, uh, talk to me about uh, your carb loading. How do you manage that? Because you've been doing keto for 26, about 26 years, you said. Mm -hmm. So is that something that you've been doing from the get-go? You said you were kind of cyclical in the beginning anyway, or is that something you've kind of yeah. gotten into as you've gotten better <laughs> at keto? Yeah, no, it was, um, first, first I did Atkins. Um, okay. That was the first thing that I did, but about probably a year into it, I discovered what's called the anabolic diet by a Canadian doctor named Moro Di Pasquale. And he, he built um, a version of keto, a cyclical keto for bodybuilders. And at that time, I was really into bodybuilding. So the, the concept was five days a week of keto, you know, five, six days, and then one or two days of carb loads. Okay. And what happens if you're depleted of carbs, you're, and you start eating carbs, the first thing it does, it reloads the liver and reloads the muscle glycogen. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, as far as storing body fat, it will only happen once those levels are filled. So for me, for an example, like I'm 215, 220 pounds, you know, a fair amount of muscle mass, like I can eat probably five, 600, 700 grams of carbs in a day and not gain body fat. Mm -hmm. So that's a, that's a really important part um, is that you're, you're depleting yourself and then you're reloading. Now, there's another very powerful muscle building effect that happens from that. 
which is that the insulin goes up, which is not an issue if it's just acutely uh, elevated. It, obviously, it's an issue if it's chronically elevated all the time. But insulin is very anabolic. It'll, it'll push the amino acids in the muscle, push the glycogen in the muscle. So in terms of muscle building, um, it's great. The other reason I do it is psychological. I do like food. I'm a foodie. Mm -hmm. So the idea of being pretty much being able to eat whatever I want for a day a week um, has always been important to me. And, you know, some people are just kind of that uh, cyborg discipline and they can just do keto nonstop. I'm not one of them. Um, I can do it six days a week, no problem, but I do like my, my carb day. Mm -hmm. um, and the other thing too, which is kind of a separate principle and concept, which would apply to any diet, is the idea of elevating your calories one day a week. And we know, and, and we're starting to, to see and the research starting to show that it's really important, especially if you're dieting. You know, if you're dieting for a long period of time, um, your body's very intelligent. And your body's got one mandate, which is to survive. Mm -hmm. So let's say, let's just use some round numbers. Let's say somebody's got 60 pounds of body fat and they start dieting. And let's say they, they lose 30 pounds of body fat in four months. Okay, it's doable. It's aggressive, but doable. But let's say, because a lot of diets are kind of designed to, to be that aggressive. <laughs> So your body's doing the math and it's saying, okay, I've got 30 pounds of fat left and you just burned 30 pounds in four months. That means if you keep going at the pace that you're going, we're dead in four months. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like we're going to, we're going to be out of body fat and that means it's game over. So it, it starts activating all these survival mechanisms, including slowing down your metabolic rate. Yep. including increasing ghrelin, which is your hunger hormone, yep. through the roof, which I've experienced before, which is a horrible thing. I was hungry for two years. Yeah. Get into that story. Mm -hmm. Like literally hungry for two years. Um, and, and I'm not the only one. Like I've worked with people right. and I know people that like it's kind of an unsatiable hunger, mm -hmm. which happens from dieting too aggressively too fast. Um, there's other things that happen, you know, including – your leptin crashes and, you know, your body just, your, your body temperature drops, which drops coolest, your ba basic metabolic rate. I mean, just this whole cascade of things. And it can take like a year and a half to two years to fix that. So it's obviously something we want to avoid at all costs. And one of the ways to do that yeah. is to increase calories um, strategically. You know, so they took, they, there was this experiment, I think it was done last year. They took two groups and one group would diet for two weeks and then go to, go to um, maintenance for two weeks and on and on. The other group just dieted nonstop. The group that would go off for two weeks, they, at the end of it, lost the same amount of fat as the nonstop group, but their basic metabolic rate did not drop. Mm. which is huge, yeah. okay? especially for long-term dieting, which is what I care about. Like I'm, I don't care about looking good for a day and then having to deal with a bunch of repercussions. For me, I've always been concerned about, you know, achieving something and maintaining it for the rest of my life. So, you know, strategic calorie increases are very, very powerful tool um, in the toolbox for that. So mm -hmm. again, that's another reason why I do it. Yeah, which I think, I mean, I totally agree with you with that. I do the same 
same basic type of thing. I don't really have one day a week that I'll, you know, do it. I, I just base it on my schedule, my life, you know, what's going on, but I do the same thing. And it may not be once a week for me. It might be like every other week, or I may do it twice in a week, like have mm-hmm. days that I'm eating way more carbs than I normally would eat. But I, I actually feel like I notice big improvements when I do that, when I yep. am too strict or I follow too strict of a, um, fasting schedule, maybe not because I'm trying to, but because I'm just so busy and I, you know, just am not eating enough. That's when I start noticing the detriment, um, much more so than when I've bumped it up a couple days in the week or something. So I think that's very, I, that study is very fascinating that, and I have heard that before, probably because you've talked about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and again, if you're exercising, you can get away with eating more carbs. The other way you can do cyclical uh, keto is to eat, you know, 30 to, if you're doing a leg day, for an example, you could probably go up to like 80 grams of carbs mm-hmm. before and during your workout and your body just is burning it in real time and you'll, you'll basically be in keto. So, you know, let, let's, there's like four levels of adaptation in keto. Mm-hmm. First one is the first two weeks, keto flu type yeah. phase which by the way is easily solvable with either ketone salts, ketone esters, or MCT oil. It's a good time to, to do like a bulletproof coffee type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, then it's around three months. And at that point, in my, in my experience, in my observation, people are, you know, really the first or the second level of fat adaptation where, you know, they've got kind of more energy and they feel better. The third level is around a year, and again, these are just rough ballpark numbers, but around a year, that's where people that work out really hard can train as hard as they can or could on carbs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? Like they can push the pace and your, their body's so good at, at making ketones and utilizing the ketones, which is a different part of it, it's really mm-hmm. what matters, that they can train as hard. And the fourth phase, is and, and I'm, I'm at that level where even if I cut my carbs, my body will retain some glycogen in the muscle. It's it's an interest again. It's like another phase where my body. It's almost like my body knows that there's carbs coming and going, and it just keeps some more carbs in the muscle than it used to. Whereas before, I'd really go flat. I would lose a lot more glycogen, and now. Um, I tend to keep it. And there's science that's proven that that happens. Mm-hmm. So anyways, those are kind of the four phases. But one of the things that one of the products we're really excited about um, is Capex. So I built Capex for people that um, are in keto. It's a digestive product and it's also an energy increasing product. So it's a different set of enzymes than masszymes. The big difference is the lipase. So some people struggle with digestion on keto because their body does not make enough lipase and lipase is what breaks down fats. So we have a lot of lipase per capsule and it really will break down the fats that you eat into fatty acids. The other thing it does in a digestive process is there's dandelion root extract, which stimulates bile production. And Bile is is the other really important component to to emulsify fats. Okay, so there's the hydrochloric acid which we talked about, but the the, the bile on keto especially is really important. 
So we can naturally stimulate that with the dandelion root extract. We also have the same protease blend as Masszymes because again, we're eating a lot of protein on keto. Mm -hmm. Not as not as high a dose, but still the same uh, ratio of proteases. So on the digestive side, it, it's incredible, um, and, and it's so strong. You only need like one or two caps. But how a lot of people are using it is to crank their energy for like eight to twelve hours. Mm. So when I got the samples, um, and by the way, I designed it this way. <clears throat> but when I got the samples, you know, you never would know how things are going to work in reality. Um, I took five capsules at like 3 p.m. And it took me around two or three hours to fall asleep. And I thought, well, maybe that's a fluke. So I, I waited a few days, did the same experiment, um, did the mistake again of using what five capsules at 3 p.m. in the afternoon. And according to my aura ring, which monitors my sleep, it took me two hours and 55 minutes to fall asleep. And there's no stimulants, there's no adrenal activation happening. What, it, what it's doing, it takes the fatty acids that you just broke down and it's shuttling them into the mitochondria using L-carnitine. But then we have several ingredients that activate the mitochondria and, and get them using more of those fatty acids. So there's an ingredient called InnoSlim, CoQ10 and 7-keto-DHEA, and they activate all of these enzymes in the liver and activate the mitochondria, especially in the liver, and your mitochondria is what produces your energy. So it's a very clean energy. Um, obviously, my recommendation is take it when you wake up. Don't take it at 3 p.m., mm -hmm. but you know, based on your body weight, like three to five caps does the trick. And um, it, it works great with keto because you're, you're going to, because you're fat adapted, you're going to be, basically use more of the fatty acids and have energy for eight to 12 hours. Um, so that's how a lot of people are using it. And to use it with food, it's usually like one capsule okay. um, or two capsules if you're really eating a big meal. Okay. Yeah. That was my next question. So are you, so you're recommending that you get up and take it. So even if you're keto and you're intermittent fasting, let's say in the morning, still you're going to take yeah. two to five capsules. And then if you're eating food, you'll take one with food. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, because again, you, you want to be able to sleep. So yeah. one capsule will do the trick and, and won't get too much mitochondria going. But the other thing too is like, it's almost like you need less sleep like I've, I've experienced that I've had other people report that, which makes sense because, um, if your mitochondria is really rocking, mm -hmm. people need to tend to need less sleep. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like your sleep's more efficient, more effective. Um, which I notice on keto anyway. And yeah. I, I hear that feedback from a lot of people. So yeah, yeah. so that would yeah. make total sense with the capex too. Yeah, exactly. So we've definitely seen that and noticed that. So yeah, really excited about this product. Um, to me, for anybody on keto, it's probably my favorite keto product. And I've used, you know, I mean, again, ketone esters and salts are great when you're getting started. But the idea of basically making my, my cells, my mitochondria rev up and be more, first of all, grow in numbers, grow in strength and grow in, in their capacity is pretty cool. So 
really excited about it. You got like little mini bodybuilder mitochondria. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're, you're, they're your energy factories. So yeah. you definitely want to make sure they're happy, which yeah. is, again, one of the main things that happen going back to aging, that, that, that slope. A lot of what happens is your mitochondria die and they become very weak and inefficient. And that's one of the main reasons why people just don't have the same energy they do in their 50s, 60s, 70s than they did in their 20s and 30s. But that's totally, you know, hackable, totally um, optimizable. And a lot of the biohacking stuff that's out there, that's, that's how it's working. Like whether it's the red light therapies or PEMF technologies or even cryo or cold therapy, it's like it's strengthening your mitochondria. So anything you can do uh, in, in exercise as well, by the way, I mean, that's one of the big yeah. benefits. Um, so anything you can do to strengthen your mitochondria is one of the best things you can do for anti-aging and increasing, you know, um, health span. Because to me, there's lifespan, which is how old you're going to live, mm-hmm. which, yeah, I think we have some level of control over that. But the thing we have a lot of control over is health span. You know, again, how long can we maintain and stretch that peak. Um, and, and that's where all this stuff comes in. Yeah, absolutely. I 100% agree. So um, I know we're coming up on time here and um, I definitely want you to be able to tell everybody like where they can find out more about the products that you guys offer, more about you, if you are out there on social media, that type of thing. Um, give us the rundown. Of course, I'll put all this in the show notes as well. Yeah, so we do have a special um, discount for everybody on the Keto Lifestyle. It's If you go to Kenergize, so it's like Energize with a K, dot com slash Keto Lifestyle, there is a, a very special 20% discount on Capex. Which is awesome. Um, Thank you for that. Yeah, which we, again, it's a great place to, to start. Um, I would mm-hmm. recommend doing that. And yeah, so Keto Lifestyle 20 is the discount code. I think it's automatically applied on Canergize. Okay. But um, yeah, so you can, you can use that discount code on any of our products. And again, what I recommend uh, that you try is Capex. And HCL is another great one to use. If you are carb loading, then adding Gluten Guardian. Because when I carb load, what I typically use that day is Gluten Guardian and HCL. I kind of those seem to do um, a better job of breaking down, especially let's just call them uh, not you know clean meals. So Matt, do you are you taking those together, and are you taking them before, during, or after your meals? Yeah, usually right when I start eating. Okay. And and again, you can eat um, cheat meals. Let's call them that, <laughs> and and not have digestive distress, which is awesome. So I mean, we have the holidays coming up, which by, let's, let's all be honest here. Some of us are not going to be eating clean. So these are great tools to use over the holidays. Again, the HCL, uh, Gluten Guardian, when you're again, going to be eating things. The other cool thing about Gluten Guardian is if you're going to have, be having dairy, not only does it break, not only does DPP-4 break down um, A1 protein, but it, uh, it breaks down casein. Okay. So sorry, sorry. Not only does it break down gluten, but it breaks down the casein, which is yeah. from the dairy. So the protein from dairy, it'll become less inflammatory with gluten guardian. So if you are going to be, you know, eating the cheeses and right. the milks and the whatever 
you know, desserts you're going to be enjoying over the holidays. Right. <laughs> um, and I think it is a time to, to, to get off the diet for a couple of days and whatnot. But the idea is like, let's minimize the damage, you know, let's, let's, or eliminate it altogether. And that's where that comes in. Um, and then we have mass limes, which is, is great, um, especially for people that are working out that really want to maximize their, their gains and maximize the protein simulation. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's her best-selling product. It's been around the longest and yeah, it's a great okay. product. That's awesome. And how about you? Can they, can they find you or any information on <laughs> optimizers? Are you out there? Yeah. Um, yeah, Matt Gallant. Um, you can find me on Instagram and, uh, also on, uh, on Facebook and yeah, Bob optimizers as well. We have a YouTube channel with a lot of great content. So you can go oh, to Bob optimizers on, on YouTube. I think we have, we have hundreds of videos at this point. And uh, yeah, check us out. We have a lot of great content. Wade, Wade filmed uh, a lot of things and we're, we're ramping up the content production on that side. And we also have a, a blog on bioptimizers.com, a ton of great content, especially around digestion. That's awesome. All right. Well, this has been really great. You obviously know your stuff. It's been very informative. I'm sure everybody has enjoyed listening to this and hopefully they'll try some of these products because I, you know, I, there's not, I don't do a lot of, um, you know, as my listeners know, I don't really do a lot of product promotion, but I really believe in this. I mean, I've seen it, I've seen it happen my own eyes for myself. So I'm, I'm totally behind it. Yeah. Our, our rule of thumb is when we create a product, it has to be, you know, the best in class or the first in class, um, mm -hmm. meaning that it's something that doesn't exist or, or, or clearly superior. And, you know, our, our margins, you know, our costs of making these products is higher but our repeat customers is one of the best in the business and our refund rates are one of the lowest I've ever heard in the business. So, you know, the products uh, speak for themselves. And, yeah. yeah. So your refund, I, I, I do want you to talk about that because actually yeah. I think that's pretty amazing. Tell the listeners what you guys, how you guys stand behind these products. Yeah. It's a one year refund. Um, so literally like you can send the bottles back, like you got a year to try them out. Um, the other thing that we do that blows people away which as far as I know, no one else does this, is that if you try a product and let's say they don't work for you, because sometimes people might be enzyme deficient and they, they buy HCL or they're HCL deficient and they buy an enzyme, mm -hmm. we'll actually send them another product at our cost and say, hey, you know, let's try this, you know, try this product. We won't charge you for it. See if this solves your problem. And then if none of it solves your problem, then we give them the money back. Um, no questions asked. But again, it's, it's a really rare thing that uh, people ask for their money. And we're, we're just, we just want to solve people's digestive issues. Mm -hmm. So again, usually if one doesn't do it, the other one will. Mm -hmm. And again, as far as I know, no one does that. You know? Yeah. I, I've never heard of anyone that does that. So I think that's awesome because unless, you know, a lot of, not everybody is working with a nutritionist or with somebody that can help them. And so this is a, you know, they, they, they know they have digestive issues and they're like, well, I think it might be this based on what I've heard people talking about, but I'm not hundred percent sure. That's amazing that they could go try the enzymes. And if the enzymes aren't working, then they can say, oh, okay, well maybe it's the HCL that I've, you know, that's, and really realistically it could be both and it's probably both, <laughs> but that's a, uh, that's a great way for them to be able to figure that out. Yeah. I mean, really the, the digestive issues as a general rule are either uh, not enough enzymes, not enough stomach acid, or your gut biome is out of whack. Yeah. Um, so you really want to try to like troubleshoot all three. And yeah, like you said, some people, it is all three or two of yeah. them. 
um, or one of them. But, you know, if you're not feeling good after eating meals, again, if you go back to it feels heavy in your stomach, you got bloating, you got gas, constipation, diarrhea, any of these symptoms, then there's definitely some issues and we can solve them at biopsy. Right. It's not normal. It might be common, but it's not normal. Yeah, you, maybe you've accepted it as a normal way of your life, but it doesn't need to be. You know, we can we can fix that. Absolutely. All right. Well, this has been awesome, Matt. Thank you so much for all your information, and this has been great having you on here. Love it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Keto Lifestyle Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed what we shared with you today and are looking forward to the next episode.